Well, hello there. I just want to quickly come on before I start the podcast. And I want to talk to you about something. I know a lot of you are dealing with difficult behaviors and I had an up close and personal experience with that last month when my son took some medication and had some really bad reactions to it. And even once we took him off the medication, I could not get out of that vicious cycle of really, really difficult behavior. He was raging for hours. We were walking on eggshells. I felt like there was nothing we could do to prevent some of this crazy behavior. And I reached out to my friend Dana over at Lemon Lime Adventures, and she told me that her workshop that she does, I think it seems like almost every year, was coming out and that it was going to be really helpful. And I've started taking it. It started last week called Calm the Chaos Workshop, and it has been a great reminder and a good paradigm shift on how to address these behaviors, even if it's caused by something like the wrong medication, or even if it's caused by anxiety or OCD. Her perspective has been just such a good refresher in what I know in my heart, but I needed a plan. I needed a way to carry it out. And many of you don't even maybe know this shift in perspective. And her second lesson came out today was a great perspective on how to shift your view and turn your child's struggles into superpowers, which I love because I talk about superpowers all the time. So if you're not in that workshop, I am going to make it really easy for you. You can text me at 44222, that's 44222, and just text the words, one word, help calm. Let me help you calm your house by sending you over to Dana, help calm, H-E-L-P-C-A-L-M, one word, and I will text you the link to sign up for her workshop. They're video lessons, so they're really quick. You can watch them at any time this week while they're up. So it's not like you have to sit there and be at a workshop or at a certain time. It's online. So I like that because that's super easy. And I want you to tell me what you think of lesson two. And lesson three is coming out in a few days. So don't wait. Join me over there. Text 44222 and text help calm. See you over there. Welcome to AT Parenting Survival Podcast, where you get support and guidance through the chaos of parenting. Here's your host, child therapist, Natasha Daniels. Hello there, and welcome to another episode of the AT Parenting Survival Podcast. Today, I want to talk to you all about mindfulness and keeping our kids in the moment, in the now. And that's super helpful for any kid who's struggling with anxious thoughts, or thoughts that involve OCD. So I interviewed Jody Amon today, and she is the author of quite a few books. She wrote You One, Anxiety Zero. She has an anxiety and panic workbook. She has a book called Understanding Pain, Anger, and Worry. And she even has a Keep Calm Coloring book, which is pretty cool. She is the creator of the YouTube channel Happy Soul Hacks with Jody Amon, and she has a very helpful website where she offers really great tips and articles, and she has programs for people with anxiety and parents who are raising kids with anxiety. So, and she will talk about that at the end of my interview with her. But we roll up our sleeves and talk all about how to use mindfulness with kids in a kid-friendly way that will get them to use it. So here is our interview. All right, well, I wanna welcome Jody to the show. Thank you so much for coming on. Absolutely. It's great to be here. Yeah, I really appreciate it. So I'm wondering if we can start before we're going to dive into mindfulness today, which is an awesome topic. 
can you maybe just tell everybody a little bit about yourself and your story? Sure. Um, I've been a psychotherapist for over 20 years, but I think I came to that practice because of some intense feelings of anxiety and depression when I was growing up. I felt so alone. And I noticed in high school when I was helping my friends, you know, you people are always going through stuff. So there was a lot of people going through things, but you know, I felt a sense of connection in those times of healing for myself as I was with them. And I think that led me to social work school and into this career, but I really didn't cure my anxiety until I was in my late twenties. I was well, you know, I was, I was doing it and helping people with that when I had it myself. Um, Yeah. Then I kind of committed, I, I could tell the story if you want, but with so much other stuff to talk about today, how I cured my anxiety and then um, wrote about the six steps. So I cured it. And then I help all my clients for the last, you know, the next 20 years, I help people overcome their anxiety and it works. Yeah. Which is awesome. And I think when you have your own anxiety, um, cause I'm very similar to you. I didn't realize I had anxiety until I didn't realize I had social anxiety until I was in my forties and I had to promote my book. <laughs> and then I was like, Oh my gosh, this is so anxiety producing. Um, and then it, it led me to realize like how acute my anxiety is. So I think when we have our own anxiety, we're better clinicians because we're able to help people from a place of understanding that you really don't get otherwise. Absolutely. I mean, it makes such a difference to the people that I work with that I get it. They just want, because you feel so different and so misunderstood and so like confused yourself about what's happening. I mean, anxiety is so mysterious in a lot of ways. It's just, there's so many whys out there. Like, And um, when you come to someone who really gets it, I don't know that they, they compare me to other therapists who haven't gotten it. And it's just like night and day for them. And they feel so comfortable and not so alone, but also like hope. Yeah. Like, Oh, like if you could do it or anyone could do it, then people could do it. Yeah. Cause sometimes the traditional mental health is like, you just have to maintain it. You just have to manage it. Like this is something you'll have forever. Don't tell anyone with anxiety that this is something that you'll have forever. You just have to manage it. That yeah. is going to freak them out. It's a terrible thing to say. Yeah. It's not true. I mean, those people say it because they think it's true. Those yeah. other practitioners, but um, yeah. Yeah, totally agree. All right. <laughs> Let's talk about mindfulness. Sure. Something I haven't talked about before on my YouTube channel or on my podcast. I haven't even written about it in on my website. So this is great information. Awesome. Yeah. Do you use it? Um, I'm trying <laughs> and I use it in my practice. Um, I just haven't really talked about it. So, okay. um, but I think that you have more expertise in this area and you have a lot to offer. So could we start with a lot of times when I try to introduce this like concept in my, in my therapy practice, parents want to know, and kids want to know, like, what are you talking about? What is mindfulness? So let's start with the basics. Yeah, it's funny because I barely even use the word. I mean, I do because other people could relate to it. But when I'm trying to teach people, you know, um, what I do in my work is, you know, a lot of people teach skills to get over anxiety. And and what I do that's different than other people's, I take down the power of anxiety first. But when I think about mindfulness, I think about uh, taking your attention on something that is not helpful to you. Um, and just something that you prefer. Prefer is just an easy term, but it kind of covers all the bases. Something that you'd rather focus on. So a lot of people think meditation is clearing the mind. If you have anxiety, that's too much and too hard. 
But mindfulness is, is being able to take your attention from wherever it is because our attention is going to go all the time. So mindfulness is a practice of, of bringing that intention with no judgment at all on just something you prefer to think about. Mm-hmm. So it could be thinking about something grateful. It could be, um, you know, it could be like with, with children, you know, you, they could do an activity. And so it's not about like sitting there and meditating. You could play with clay and mm-hmm. you could be in the moment and be pressing the clay and like feel the clay and like in the moment, stay in the clay. Like that present moment thing, it gives them something to focus on outside that monkey mind. That's where the anxiety or the OCD lies. It's in there worrying about something in the future, right? And so you want to bring them back to the present moment. And so instead of inviting them to this whole big concept, you know, have them color or have them play with Play-Doh or lie on the blanket and look at the clouds and see if you could see the dog, you know, is that a dog? What do you see in the clouds? Like that's a great mindfulness uh, practice that, um, that obviously kids could do. We've been doing it for a really long time. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's a good point because a lot of times when I say mindfulness or, or parents will ask me, are you going to teach mindfulness to my kids? Um, or people talk about it online. They do feel like you're going to, I had one boy last week and he goes, you're not going to tell me I have to meditate. Are you? Because that's not going to (laughs) work. And I get it as an anxious person. Um, People are scared to meditate. It's such such a threat thinking you have to clear your mind because that anxiety is going to swoop right in. It is scary and it's hard. It's a really hard concept, I think. So what I'm hearing you say is mindfulness is more just about kind of refocusing. And it's interesting because I almost think of when I talk about mindfulness, um, I think of like you're talking about two different things to me, which is interesting that you're you're putting it all into mindfulness, which is helpful Mm -hmm. to see. Because I talk about refocusing, so we're accepting the anxiety or OCD, and then we're refocusing. We're not going to just stand under the cloud. We're going to refocus our attention. Um, And then with mindfulness, I talk about more like grounding, like really feel the water or really feel the food that you're eating or like more about being in the now. Yeah, but the really feeling the water and the really feeling that is focusing on giving your attention to the water. You know, I like that. Refocus. Focus, it might be a little clinical or something or educational, but give your attention from one thing to another thing. They are the same. Yeah. They are the same. So um, because they're up in their head thinking about what if if that happens? What if that happens? What if that happens? And you want them to be in the present feeling the water. Right. Or, um, you know, an exercise I do with parents and kids is they touch the, so they put their hand on the child's back and the child breathes and, and imagines the breath going into their mom's hand and back out. So it helps them do a deep breathing, but there's a connection oh, I like uh, that. To, to, fo- to focus on or give your attention to, you know, I'm using the word focus as a description, as an action verb, you know, uh, something to give their attention to. So there's a lot of and I don't use necessarily, you don't have to use that word meditation because it does sometimes scare people, but we could do it. There's so many different ways to meditate and really you could do mindfulness. It's not something you practice once a day. Like you could do it all through the day. Yeah. Um, And with doing everything else you're doing, like it doesn't have to, you don't like stop life and be mindful. Yeah. Um, You're, you could be in the present moment all day and that's where happiness lies. It's like, you know, the, um, the anxiety is like some always worried about something happening in the future. 
And resentment is always worried about the past and that influences us worried about the future. You know, so if we stay in the past and the present, like that's where our suffering is. I mean, right. this is too big for kids to understand, but adults can. Um, but when you, when you're in the present moment, like there's you, in the exact present moment, there's no problem because obviously you're safe because you're not dead in this mo- second. You don't know what the next second is going to hold, but and, and so that's where healing happens is in the present. That doesn't mean we stay there. Our mind is always kind of reflecting and going back and forth, but we're practicing to keep coming back. And the more time we spend there, the better our emotional wellness is overall. Yeah. And it's, it's so good for everybody. I mean, it's good for our kids and it's good for, for anyone. Cause I know when, when you are living in the moment and you're really soaking it up and you're not living in what's going to happen in the next hour or what's going to happen next week. Uh, you're so much more relaxed and you're, you're really enjoying that, that, that moment on a level that you would never, if your mind wasn't really focusing. And I don't think, I think this is a thing that kids could totally get if it was just taught to them on a very kid friendly level. Um, And even with the redirection, like, so my six year old, (laughs) she has a lot of school anxiety right now. That's what we're dealing with. All right. Talk to me. Yeah. (laughs) So doing all of my therapy, you know, ninja tricks on her. And we just have a code word. So we talk a lot about acceptance. I'm actually making a YouTube video on that today. That Yay. should come out in a few days when this podcast is up on just acceptance and refocus. And I do use the word refocus as kind of like a, like a, a keyword for her. So we talk about you're going to wake up and you're going to feel nauseous. That's just what your worry cloud is going to do. That's what it does. But you're going to accept it and be like, yep, it's the morning. I have to go to school. I'm going to feel nauseous. But then we talk about refocus, which is just what you're talking about. I want yeah. her to go and watch a TV show. I want her to go and play with her brother. Like I want her to be in the moment, but I don't have to explain all that. I just say to her, like I was in the shower. She's knocking on the door. Mom, I'm nauseous. <laughs> and I'm like shouting, of course you are. And then I just say one word, refocus. And because we've talked about it, she goes, okay, I'm going to go refocus. Yeah. <laughs> they're so easy when they're little. Oh, I know. They're so wonderful. When they're teens, they're like, it doesn't work. Exactly. I know. You get but a lot told, then, it, then later you see them doing it and it works. You just you can't <laughs> say anything. You know, they're like, it doesn't work. And I'm like, that's anxiety talking. I don't say that out loud, but to, yeah. Help myself, but that is brilliant. I get makes takes me back to those times when they actually listen. (laughs) (laughs) I know it's so nice. So that that is a good question, though, because there are probably a lot of parents who are saying, "How am I ever going to get my kids to do that?" Like my Miss Six, she's super agreeable, and so she's easy to work with. My Miss Fourteen, not so much, right? So I got one. I got a fourteen. Do you? So so this is the thing: is that what parents need to keep in mind because they feel like it's not working whatever they're doing that feels like they're it's not working but the way your child is responding to you is not a good judgment is of what your is working or not yeah. because they're ingesting the skill you're trying to teach them skills you're trying to give them some tools and they're great tools but the kids are going, it's not going to work. Why do you always tell me that? My kids are like, stop therapizing me. You know, <laughs> you probably get that, right? Yeah. And, um, and so, but later you see them doing it. And, you know, what's really gratifying is one time I heard my 18-year-old and telling my 18-year-old my telling my 14-year-old some of the skills he uses when he has anxiety. And I was like, uh, who do you think that he does? <laughs> 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 you can't say anything because you're just no. like, 
you pat yourself and you stay quiet, but you know, it's, it's getting in there. And I've interviewed so many of my clients and families that I work with that they, this happens. And then the kid needs what their parents are saying them, even though they're protesting it verbally, the kids want it. When they're calm later, they can say, yes, I do want this. And yes, actually it's helpful. Even though I say it doesn't, it is actually helpful. And I'm actually using that. So after hearing, you know, that, that from the horse's mouth over and over again, that these teens, it is helpful, even though they're protesting, keep doing it. Um, then I, you know, I, I really follow that guidance. I haven't heard the opposite actually, that actually they're not helpful. Yeah. But, um, I mean, there are sometimes when kids say their parents aren't helpful, of course, you know, but, um, but not in this kind of sense. Yeah. It's always helpful. So keep that in mind, which is really hard because you're, you're trying to help and you just want to help. And the kids are going, you're not helping. Yeah. <laughs> and so you have to just keep in mind that that's not t- entirely true. They're just really desperate. And that's anxiety talking. Yeah. You know, exactly. That's anxiety trying to get you away because anxiety wants to stay in their life. Anxiety wants to keep bothering them. And you are a threat to anxiety. You are on your kid's side. And, uh, and I think that's really important to keep in mind because we are like desperate to help them and we want to do something so bad and we're getting attacked, you know? So, mm-hmm. so keep in mind that you are doing great and keep going and keep loving them. And it is, you don't see it till much, much later yeah. that it works, but it does. This podcast is brought to you by Yumble. Are you ever so tired that you don't really feel like cooking? I honestly feel like that every day. And Yumble is a great solution because it is a subscription meal plan that's specially designed for kids. So meals can come delivered to your house and they are super healthy. They are filled with whole grains and superfoods and no added sugar, but it's also made in a really fun way. Chicken pops come on a stick and can be dunked. They have pizza cups and they even have activities like coloring sheets and mazes and collectible coins that you can redeem for prizes. My kids love that kind of stuff. So the cool thing is that Yumble is giving you a deal as a listener to the AT Parenting Survival Podcast. If you go to yumblekids.com, that's yumble, Y-U-M-B-L-E, kids.com and enter the promo code parenting 30 that's parenting three zero you will get 30 percent off your two-week subscription pretty cool you're listening to the at parenting survival podcast for more parenting support check out natasha's parenting e-courses on a variety of topics each parenting e-course includes a series of teaching videos that can be watched at your own pace For more information, visit anxioustoddlers.com forward slash parenting hyphen videos. So how, in the moment, how would you prompt them to kind of focus their attention on something in the now? Uh, Yeah, that's really interesting. One of my latest videos is parenting through a panic attack. And really the number one thing is distract them. I mean, you could talk about and decide about anxiety later when they're calmed down. But when they're that freaked out, you really just want to take their focus, you know, take their attention off all the things that anxiety is telling them and put it on something else. Like you said, a a show, like funny videos are probably my quickest go-to. Yeah. Um, Because, you know, laughter and anxiety can't live the same moment together. And if you're laughing, especially if you're laughing at characters that you know really well, 
Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I know my go-to is like friends, right? When I, mm-hmm. when I had anxiety, I would watch friends because like I knew them so well that I could get hooked in the story very quickly and that, um, and then out of my mind. Yeah. So within, I teach, I tell this to kids about when they're trying to help their friends, like kids want to help their friends through panic attacks. And it's a lot of, you know, they're not therapists. They're not all this stuff that they could take this heaviness on. I'm like, watch some funny videos, be like, Hey, I'm here to distract you. That's why I come on. And that's, that's really the state where they should be at when they're teenagers and they want to help their friends because it, everything else is gets heavy. And I don't know if it's necessarily helpful to either of them. Yeah. But funny videos is yes. Yes. For everybody. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Totally. I think that's a great thing. And I think if you plan ahead for panic attacks, um, you know, with the kids I work with and with my 14 year old who had a lot of panic attacks, we would just say, what are you going to do when you have a panic attack? So let's get to your Instagram feed or let's make like a file in your photos that are really funny memes or let's have some downloaded videos that you have available. And then we have this plan so that when you start having a panic attack, we talk about acceptance again. It's kind of a big thing. Yep. I'm having a panic attack. It's probably going to go on for about, you know, 15, 20, 25 minutes. Yep. Emergency alarm has been hit and it's just, it is what it is. And then it's like, okay, so you need to go and look at your pictures or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's great. And you know, so I think if they have a plan ahead of times, so you might get a little bit less resistance. Um, I know with my 14 yeah. year olds, we've had depends moments on how much confidence they have in that plan. I mean, the pl- yeah. these plans work really well, but sometimes it, you know, anxiety is like, but what if it doesn't work? Cause then it's yeah. scary to try. Cause what if it doesn't work? You know, I mean, anxiety just tries to like go around the corner. You have one plan. You're like, Oh good. We're better. And anxiety like tries to take you over here. It's really hard, it is. but, um, but yeah, but it is sinking in and just keep it up. And when they freak out like that, just be like, okay, try it. Or, or be like, let's take a walk or let's go run an errand. Um, sometimes I, you know, I just try to get my daughter out of here or something like that. And 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 that works, but, or cooking or coloring or, you know, something that is in the present moment. If they have like a project Mm -hmm. because it is mindful and, and it's not like you're running away from everything and always keeping yourself busy. You know, because, but that is sometimes what you do need when you're anxiety. Like you need to engage your brain in something else. Anxiety yeah. is like a beacon for attention. And yeah. if you're engaged in something, it can't bother you. Mm-hmm. If you're reading a fiction book that you're really engaged in, you know, sometimes even with my adult clients, I have them put earbuds in and listen to books on recorded books. Because yeah. I almost said books on tape. <laughs> <laughs> listen to recorded books because it's like the voices in their head and it, um, and it, takes that space up. Anxiety takes your brain space. You just got to take it back. Yeah. I think that's so true. And, you know, I think empowering your kids to come up with their own plan, you know, yeah. so not having this pushback. So just being like, what do you want to do when you're having a panic attack? It's so funny because you can have a, a billion great examples of options of what you can do. And, and if your child comes up with one of them, they're more likely to go with that one that they came up with than the billions of ideas that you came up with. And even in my practice, it's true. So yes. I think getting your kids to generate their own ideas and then not, not necessarily swooping in and, and rescuing them, but saying, you're having a panic attack. What do you want to do? Exactly. You know, and so let them lead it. You, with the teenager, you might get a little bit less resistance when it's, it's on them, you know, yeah. that you're not there to swoop in and kind of reset them, that there are options and you've already talked about it. What do they want to do? Yeah. 
Yeah. And when they're little, I know sometimes it's a little easier when they're little, because I know a lot of your audience with people are little, the kids are little, you know, they, they just need that reassurance, but it's modeling, you know? So when you're saying it's going to be okay, you know, it's always okay. And those kind of things, then they start to have that, your voice in their head after and they're able to sue themselves. So at first you're modeling that um, reassurance and then they're going to take over for you. It's just like when people are mean to kids and say mean stuff, like then people take that on and start saying it to themselves. They do the good things too. Like a lot of my clients have my voice in their head saying, Mm -hmm. everything's going to be fine. You're doing great. You know, that kind of thing. And I'm like, Oh my God, I'm like in everybody's head. (laughs) I like, I love that. Like Lucy on, on peanuts. Um, Like I I wish everyone listened to me, you know, um, anyway. Yeah. So it's, it's, um, it's not as like mysterious as you think. Mindfulness is about being in the present moment. Yeah. And so there's a million things you could do in the present moment because you could really do anything in the present moment, right? Yeah. Um, and so it could be something that they like. Um, you know, kick the ball around outside, take a walk, walk the dog, play with the dog, teach the dog tricks, um, look at the clouds. Maybe that's not enough stuff. Maybe you'd have to, you could actually be mindful and watch TV, sort of. Not really. I guess you're kind of. I mean, you're in the, you're in the story yeah. of the TV. And if that's a conscious choice, you're in the story. It's like you, you're, you know, um, I'm pretty mindful when I watch TV because mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm a story person. Yeah. So I, I'm in the story and I'm like, I, you know, picture it, imagine it. And I'm not thinking anything else but that story. So in a way it's like, I'm in the present moment with that. Yeah, I can see where that would be very mindful um, if you're really engaged in the story. I mean, I'm not saying that's how you want to practice mindfulness. But <laughs> you, you could do it all day. You know, be like, okay, I'm mindful. I do TV all day. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, but you could, you know. Yeah. And when you're creating, when you're writing, when you're po- doing poetry, anything, when you're drawing, when you're painting, all that could be done mindfully. And, you yeah. can, and I, I think it's good to frame it and let your kids know So instead of, I think a lot of times parents will say like, just go distract yourself or just go get your mind on something else. And I think it's better to really frame it as this, this effective tool to say when we, you know, to explain it to them and parents who listen to this, they have kids of all ages. So, I mean, the main ages are eight to 18, I would say with a few little ones. Um, The name is a little misleading, but I think it's good to teach them like what you're doing, you know, because I'll say to kids you know, when you're focusing, like everything that you just said, you know, when we're focusing on what we're doing in the moment, you know, our anxiety bully doesn't have time to wiggle in and watch the anxiety channel because you're focusing on other things. Right. So I think you might get a little bit more buy-in if you explain to your kids that, and this is what I'll say to kids. It's super simple. I know this is not rocket science. I'm going to tell you something and it's not yeah. going to rock your world. It is going to be so simple, but to do it, that's the tricky part. Yeah. You think it's tricky, but it is, it is pretty simple too. Once you get it, you know, it's like anxiety needs brain space. Yeah. Use the brain space doing something else and anxiety can't get you. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it is an easy concept. And so people, I'm like, you know, I I know someone who's really good and handy around the house and the house is a wreck and um, it can use a lot of TLC. And I'm like, do projects around the house. Yeah. And he's like, well, I don't, I just am so anxious. I don't feel like he sits on the couch. Worst thing you could do, just stay still and just think about the anxiety, right? And then he got better. And I'm like, what did you do to get better? He's like, I just kept myself busy. I'm like, I mean, I, I, I said that for six months, but like you, you just have to, you know, 
the worst thing people do is like stop doing stuff. And that's what people tend to do when they have anxiety. Like kids just start quitting like the soccer team or they stop doing activity. They stop going to karate and it's the word. It, it makes it worse. They have just too much time to think about anxiety and anxiety times is time. Where we want to be a little bit busier. Yep. Yep. Especially in panicky times, I think. For yeah. Sure. Because yeah. then, then there's no time for the panic. Yeah. Which is great. Yeah. So I wonder before you go, if you can talk a little bit about what you offer, because you offer some really good resources to parents. Yes. I know how you feel because I've been there. So I created, and I worked with people for, you know, over 20 years now, um, kids of all ages with anxiety. So I created this because there's people who can't come and meet with me. So I created an online program. It's like 20 plus videos for kids, videos for parents, videos for both. Um, and handouts and articles on how to cure your kids' anxiety. So it's called Anxiety Free Kids. It's on my website. I also have like a one-hour master class for parents to take about um, helping kids with anxiety. And, you know, my book, You Want Anxiety Zero, I have a workbook. I do have a coloring book too. Um, So, yeah, so I have a lot of resources on there. There's some meditations on my Anxiety Free Kids program for kids that to help them like get those worries out of their head. That's great. uh, Yeah, and people really love it because it's like, they're like desperate. You're like, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, this is what you do. And yes. they're like, okay. And, and then, you know, and they're like, oh, let me schedule an appointment with you. And by the time they get to me, they're all better because they, they, got the, they got the answers from the program, you know? Yeah, which is awesome. Yeah. So what's your website? Where can people find this? Uh, it's jodyamen.com, J-O-D-I-A-M-A-N.com. You can find it. And, and if you go in the menu on the side, there's like anxiety help and I'll list everything I got there. But I have tons of articles and videos like on YouTube and blogs. I've been blogging for 10 years. So there is so much information on there. Go and, and have a binge. That's awesome. And what's your YouTube channel? so that people- It's Jody Amen. Yeah, you could tag me. Okay. Yeah. In the video, just tag Jody Amen. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and you could get to my channel. Okay. So I will leave links to your website, your YouTube channel, and all your wonderful resources. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. I, I love talking to you. Thank you so much. Well, I hope you found our conversation helpful. Maybe gave you some new ideas on how to approach your kids. Definitely check out Jody's work. Check out her website and her great YouTube videos. I will leave links below in the show notes so that you can connect with her. If you're enjoying my podcast, don't forget to leave a star on iTunes or a review wherever you consume your podcast. I really appreciate that. And it's super helpful for other parents to know that you're finding these podcasts helpful. So don't forget to find the sparkle in everything you do. And I will talk to you next Tuesday. Take care. Thank you for listening to AT Parenting Survival Podcast. For more tips and parenting support, visit anxioustoddlers.com.